And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. You can listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight yes back from vacation seems like we were gone for months it seems like i have been gone for a year (laughs) it's like steve martin and the jerk uh the first day was like one day the second day was more like three days um i was very sick i had uh i had covid i have other problems too not illnesses, just problems. Mm-hmm. No, we know. <laughs> and we're well we, aware. We came in Thursday night, the twelfth, which was going to be because last week was a planned vacation. We had it was yeah. on the calendar. And thank you, Dan Mandis, for doing such a great job mm-hmm. uh, while you, we were gone, as he always thanks, does. Dan. And um, we come in, and <laughs> I'm feverish now. That morning, I tested because I, we, you and I had been sick that whole week. Yeah. And I tested, my wife tested, both negative, but I was feverish. I mean, I, it was ramping up. And by the time I got here, I just looked at you and said, I don't think I can, I don't think I can stay. I mean, I'm just, I, I was just sick. Yeah, you were. And and I just looked at you and I said, you know, I, I hadn't slept in 30 hours. Mm-hmm. I was coming out of it. I knew I was getting better, mm-hmm. but I hadn't slept. Right. And it was interesting because you said, I only came in because I didn't want you to do the yeah, show alone. And I said, be, yeah, I looked at you and said, sick. and I looked yeah. at you and said, I only came in because I didn't want you to do the show alone. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, I, I can't, I couldn't even process thoughts. I it's, but I wasn't as sick as you last week. I, by the time I got to Saturday, I was fine. And I, and I and I did before I went to see my dad. I did take a COVID test. First, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't remember at all. I don't uh-huh. remember anything after leaving here and immediately going back to bed that Thursday night until Monday morning. I mean, I know some things happened. 
because apparently there's record of it. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember anything. I was just so out of it. And then Monday morning, tested again, and I was positive. My wife was positive. Uh, also some pneumonia going on. Um, and, you know, it was it was like, okay, you know, here we go again. And because I had it in January of 2022. My wife and I both had it at the same time then. Well, it was like, well, at least I have the week, right? That's the good news. But had you asked me at any point, especially when we were when we were leaving here that Thursday night, I would have told you it'll be a month before I can work again. I felt that bad. But like the first time, the turnaround starts to happen for me, my experience. The turnaround starts to happen. And while I don't have the energy, the strength, or anything else, I lost 14 pounds. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, What's that diet again? Yeah, exactly. Global pandemic. You can lose weight, too. Well, what was interesting is that's never happened before in our 18 years because we were in, we actually both came in Uh and... The show was ready to go. It was mm-hmm. probably about, what, 25 minutes? Yeah. Or maybe a half hour before. No, as soon as you walked in. Yeah. As soon as you walked in, we just looked and yeah, was like, it was, okay. It was... And and when you said, and I said, you can't do it, and I can't. I just, mm-hmm. I can't. And and it was, there wasn't really too much thought. We had, we we were pretty out of it if it was that kind of immediate decision that took like five seconds. Yeah. It didn't take long. Yeah. No, it was. It was I, a lot of. Well, what do you think? It was like no. I just I I knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. for me, and uh, you know, and but it's weird for me both times. The turnaround happens where I'm like rock bottom, and then the following day. Now, I slept a lot. Uh, the following day of that rock bottom, then all of a sudden I start. And there's great doctors, medications, and the whole thing everything else that, that I can, you know, uh, attribute this to. But the turnaround was pretty much the same. After that worst day, that then I get a day that, by contrast, I feel like a million bucks. Then you get up, you take a shower and get dressed, and it's clear that's about all you're going to get done that day. I mean, there's just, I have zero strength. I had zero strength. It's coming back. I First solid food uh saturday afternoon wow yeah everything else was soup protein drinks and uh you know other energy not energy but um the the hydration stuff that i just man i i drank so much of that i had you know they say drink lots of fluids i couldn't possibly drink more fluids during that time And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. 
With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby, and truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Well, I mean, I, I visited Dad, and he was, he was fine. Like I said, I took a COVID test, so I, I was negative, and I'm sure I had, I've had COVID, yeah. and I probably had it mm-hmm. along with you the, for the first three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I tested before I went back to see Dad, just to make sure, mm-hmm. I tested negative again. But yeah, I just didn't think of it when I got it. I just thought it was a regular cold mm. last, you know, last week. But well, uh, because if you would say if you would have said to me, hey, you don't have COVID and you just have a cold or upper respiratory, whatever. I thought you did. Same with yeah. me, because we both no, had. that's actually what yeah. I did have until, you know, I tested positive. I don't know if it was dormant and then I tested positive. I don't know. Uh, my wife had been sick for a few weeks and then was getting better. And the week that we were sick, she was getting better the week before the vacation. She was not on vacation last week, but ended up, of course, having to work from home because she tested positive for COVID. So, And and I will admit, for a moment, I thought hmm. that, oh, no, got to email our boss and tell him that we're taking the day off before we're on a week's vacation because mm-hmm. we're sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, which he believed us. Yeah, no, I know he, we no, got no, away with it. Yeah, well, we're, we were we were here in studio ready to go, and it was you know there's just that would have been a great that would have been a great day if we were been here because there was so much to talk about. There was a lot you know, going at, on that at, happened at that on time. that Thursday leading up to that show <laughs> that night. So you know this is the problem that we've you know had all along, and and, and that is you know just as we get out of here. Uh, it, I don't know if it's a problem, but the situation is as soon as we take off for vacation or when we're on vacation, we're gone. So much stuff happens. But if you actually look at it, if you stand back and look at the entire equation, there's always something. These days, there's always. Yeah, there's all, yeah there really is. You know, there, there isn't, yeah. um, you know, following everything going on uh, with the uh, first blaming Israel for the rocket that hit the hospital. Uh, and uh, the liberal media jumping on that before yep. they knew the facts. Um, even in my uh, sickened uh, uh, viral state, I knew, well, wait, we're going to have to wait for intel. U.S. intel will tell a lot. And there's no doubt that we have a ton of information and uh, multiple ways to gather that information, which is exactly what they said uh, at the beginning, and then over the weekend, the Wall Street Journal putting out a video piece that's very interesting with evidence right there 
that shows you that this was a missile that was fired from Gaza. It misfired midair, made the turn, and came back, and that was the quite unfortunate result. It hit that hospital, but it was in fragments. It also hit a couple of vehicles, uh, different fragments did. They exploded. Uh, There was fuel still on board this missile as it hit. Um, And so that was a massive explosion. Everyone saw the video. That was part of the presentation the Wall Street Journal put out. You can go to their YouTube channel, and it's not a pay. There's no paywall for their videos that they put out uh, from the Wall Street Journal. But it is, uh, I think, a very clear depiction and, and analysis of how this went down from four different camera perspectives, including Al Jazeera had a camera there just west of the hospital, a few blocks west of that hospital. They were reporting live. Then there were some other um, people there in Gaza uh, and other sources there that, that showed a total of four cameras and perspectives that showed that this was a missile that was a long-range missile that was fired from Gaza. I think it's important to 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 see this and the way that it was presented by the Wall Street Journal. Um, you and I always, we, we try and, I had a family member text me, hey, what do you think? And I said, well, it, it doesn't sound like something Israel would do. No. But, but Intel no, I, will tell us. Yeah. And Israel was already on, you know, they were already saying, they were already making statements that this was not us. But, you know, I said to my relative, I said, hey, uh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see. But there is intel. There will be U.S. intel on this. Then there was. But I think the piece by the Wall Street Journal, then putting that out, is something that puts the puzzle together. And now I don't know anybody that's questioning it, except no. for maybe Hamas. Or, no, nobody's questioning it. We played you know. earlier. You can uh, go back and listen to our podcast. Cause it's in the, I believe it's in the first hour, mm-hmm. first or second hour that we did it mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Bill Maher interviewing Brett Stevens from the New York Times saying that was a horrible headline right. that your paper put in. And, right. and the evolution of that, that headline that kept changing, yeah. uh, right. you know, uh, on online and the Babylon Bee <clears throat> because mm-hmm. uh, they have, you know, the CNN covering it and then CNN having breaking news and the banner Fog of war hindering accurate reporting. Yeah. And, and yeah, right. And it's Babylon B's headline CNN blames fog of war for errant reporting on Gaza bombing, Russia collusion, Jussie Smollett, Covington Catholic, Hunter's laptop, the Steele dossier, Kyle Rittenhouse, Origins of COVID, Clock, <laughs> clock Boy. And, and then it, I'll and, throw in Clock Boy. <laughs> and it says, continued an article, please yeah. click for more. Clock boy, forgot about whatever happened yeah. to Clock Boy. Well, no, remember, but, but how how they all just jump yep. on something and want that so mm-hmm. much to be the truth when they don't even know themselves yet. And it just keeps going. Trump calling Charlottesville neo Nazis fine people. COVID nineteen vaccine effectiveness. Bubba Wallace garage news. <laughs> yeah. Trump telling people to inject themselves with bleach. BLM riots being mostly peaceful. Border patrol agents whipping migrants. <laughs> Trump commandeering his own limo, Duke University lacrosse team rape allegations, critical race theory not being taught in public schools, the weather, the Los Angeles Dodgers having any chance of winning the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And they just, they just, they just uh, you know, they just, they just keep going uh, on it. Just, you know, 
<laughs> Dewey defeating Truman. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, no, seriously. Oh, my. That's, oh, my. And it, it it's, <clears throat> I, it is a morbid thought. You're trying to put yourself in that mindset where they're shaping headlines that they want it to be. Though many on the left all over the world wanted that rocket to have come from Israel. They so wanted that rocket to become. They wanted that to be the case, and they were ready to come down on Israel. That was the National Review headline, the top headline. The media will never forgive Israel for not bombing that hospital. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly the approach. You just saw how Alan Omar jumped on it immediately. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. And the 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 left did but that i'll tell you that's one thing that i did that i did notice being on vacation because mm. my brother uh after i visited my dad my brother came back with me and spent a few days we golfed at a bunch of different things by the way a couple things that i did notice mm. since i don't go out that much the uh want to take him to this really nice really nice this old victorian home right near where <laughs> i live and it oh, serves yeah. breakfast and lunch and okay. it's just it's just the coolest little place you could ever go to. Mm. So we get there and I'm like, well, it doesn't look like there's a lot of people. Well, I guess I normally come here on a Saturday when it'd be more crowded. Mm. Knock on the door, nothing. We start walking away. Somebody opens a door. It's like I guess it was the owner. Sorry, we're closed. We can't find people. Can't whoa, find whoa. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah. and and then I just found out yesterday. I always talk about that brewery. That's around, that's around me. That's got a great taco place, best barbecue you could possibly imagine, mm. and just you know, just great beer. But I can't have much of it because, as you know, the mm. breweries make heavy beers mm-hmm. that are just got tons of carbs. It's mm. not even the alcohol I need to avoid. Nah. It's the car. That's when you know you're old. Yeah. Oh, so you can't drink. You need to avoid the alcohol. I wish it's the carbs. Exactly. Um, but they're closing ingredients put it i i haven't been there in months but but it was like they're closing they just said you know they we survived they opened during covid right yeah and they said we survived covid we survived everything couldn't survive the increase in prices one near me just closed the same reason and it's the you know this is what we're this is kind of where we are right now and I saw some anecdotal evidence, had communication with people, you know, while I was sick on vacation last week, even communicating with people. And they're just you you've seen where now prices are and the spending power that's been depleted, eroded, destroyed by this administration and this president's party. This inflation is killing budgets. Budget. Say that word to anybody. They'll laugh at you. We'll have more stories on this coming up. 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920.
The final eight days of October have been associated with the annual awareness campaign known as Bat Week. And as Kim Winter of the U.S. Forest Service acknowledges, That was entirely intentional. With the obvious connection of bats with the spooky season. One of those iconic symbols of Halloween is a bat. So we decided to leverage that image of bats, but to turn the narrative, to turn it into something positive. Emphasizing their role in pollination, insect control, and seed dispersal, which benefit all matter of crops, plants, and trees. Also emphasized the need to protect the over 1,400 species of bats from various threats to their survival. Winter adds Bat Week has grown over time to become an international event. More details on Bat Facts and Bat Week events are available online at www.batweek.org. To see if there's anything local or even plan their own Bat Week event. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, just looking at uh, uh, inflation, just uh, how it's affecting people. Higher car prices and rising interest rates are hindering car owners' ability to afford their vehicle payments as 6.1% of subprime auto borrowers are at least 60 days past due on their loans, the highest percentage in data dating back to 1994, according to Bloomberg. Uh, citing Fitch ratings. The 6.1% of borrowers behind on auto loans last month marks a surge from the 2.6 reported in May of 2021 after the federal government significantly lowered interest rates in the rate in the wake of uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. Uh, so it says uh, uh, the editor of uh, Finch told Bloomberg that subprime borrowers can be the first indication of where we start to see the negative effects of macroeconomics uh, headwinds. Hmm. Uh, not only that, but there's more here. Halloween candy up 13% this year. Yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. I was just reading here on uh, automobiles, just on the number of inflation stories over the last couple of days. Yeah. All right. Then we talked about uh, Americans now. Uh, are overdue with their car payments at highest rate in nearly 30 years for subprime. Okay, now that, but that leads to, as I say, that's a great indicator of where of where the economy may might be going. Interest rates for used cars right now are 13.5% on average for those with fair credit, but 21% for those with bad credit. 
Wow. I don't know how you do that. No. But, you know, the salesman, hey, where do you want your payment to be? I don't know, below 5000 a month for this 98 Corolla? Uh, more. Nearly 60% of Americans now are cutting back on spending on live entertainment, including amusement parks, rock concerts, and the performing arts as prices continue to soar through the roof, according to a new survey of 1,000 individuals conducted by the Wall Street Journal and Credit Karma. Many Americans are being forced to eliminate fun from their budgets altogether. Roughly 26% of survey respondents said they don't spend any money at all on live entertainment, up from 16% before the pandemic. One analyst dubbed the phenomena funflation, the mm-hmm. latest sign that American households are being crushed by inflation. The cost of admissions and fees rose faster than the prices of food, gasoline, or other necessities in 2022, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I have a friend in the industry, and uh, he's on tour now with a group. He's not a musician. He's a, he's a tech. He's a guitar tech. And he and, and this other person that I know that's a lighting tech have both told me the same thing. Right now, it's never been more expensive to tour for the big artists. So essentially, there's Taylor Swift and then there's everybody else. And I wondered, because I posed the question and it's, you know, not really known, but you see these artists doing their final tour. Uh, Aerosmith, uh, I think they've been on their final tour for about 40 years. Uh Elton John, all these other artists that are basically giving up the touring thing. I wonder how much of it is not just the expense of touring, but also knowing that you really can't sell tickets, again, unless you're Taylor Swift. And then, even then, I mean, she's, well, she'll just make a, for those that can't afford the tickets, we'll just make a movie about the concert. I mean, I wonder, and I don't get out much to see live shows. Um, I, it's not, you know, I, I did so much of that playing and going to concerts when I was younger than I didn't, you know, just, it's like, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. I've got, I gone uh, to more shows this year than I have probably in 30 years. Yeah. Because it'll be at least six, right? Which is just by by coincidence, yeah. And and by a couple of buddies telling me, "Come on back, come on back to New York for this show." I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I didn't get any yeah. sleep. Yeah, it's like no, I'm not going to do that. But we're not talking about major artists, except right. for Trans Siberian, right? Yeah, which I did see. People were were asking on the blog the other day. We just can't afford these ticket prices. They're out of reach. And actually, you know, for Trans-Siberian, they're pretty reasonable. Right. Yeah. For concert tickets right. compared yeah. to a Taylor Swift, Elton John, whatever, a Bruce Springsteen. Right. On, on uh, you know, on, on his tour and all the complaints there where you're talking about hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for one ticket. Right. My, my son and I talked about it uh, over the last week, <clears throat> communicated about going 
uh, to uh, uh, Maynard James Keenan of uh, Tool, lead singer of yeah, Tool. Yeah, yeah. He turned 60. He did this for his 50th, where all three of the bands that he's in are all on stage at the same time. And Primus is also going to be there <laughs> and be on the. So it's it's like four bands. Yeah. And they're, they're all yeah. so yeah. good, in my opinion. They're just brilliant musicians. But it's a, it's a huge birthday party for his 60th. And it's next. Uh, their stop here is going to be in April. So we're we're going to go. But that's more of a thing for me and my son to go. We did the thing with uh, when he was younger, much younger, uh, with Van Halen back in the day. Uh, we did, uh, you know, we've done a couple of shows. Um, I took my my second daughter. I took her to NSYNC in 2000. That was in 2000. And now she's an executive and the whole thing. And NSYNC was on TV the other day. And I sent her the, this text and the whole thing saying, isn't that crazy? We went to this show and Pink opened and it was, a, you know, it was a bunch of, you know, basically adolescent girls screaming. I, I couldn't hear the act except for when Pink was on stage and she was unbelievable. But for me to be drawn to a show, for me to say, all right, I have to go. You know, that would be an exception. And now you look at it. You know, and I think for a lot of people, it, it is. But you're counting, if you're an artist, look, you've got to fill that, you know, that venue. You've got to get a good percentage of those seats sold, those tickets sold, in order to make, you know, where they are right now. I don't I don't know how, uh, how big it is. I know right now that uh, my neighbor, who's the guitar tech, is touring with the band Chicago. Well, they've got 84 people in that band. <laughs> you know? And and if and if Earth, Wind, and Fire is not touring with forget them, it. there's like... Just <laughs> your food bill. If they ate at Taco Bell every day, their food bill would price them out <laughs> of the marketplace. Well, and, you know, it, it, it's... It, yeah, when, when you talk about it, it's interesting because I think about the concerts I went to this year. 39, 49... Mm-hmm. 25, 64... <laughs> 39 bucks 49 bucks uh-huh uh 60 yeah i think trans-siberian 110 each after fees okay which still is reasonable for a concert ticket right right uh and then 40 those are the ones i remember right now those so those are all re- even even sixty. Oh yeah, was was worth it for me because it was in a club and the band's the sound was perfect and so it was a great experience. Uh, Trans Siberians just become you know sort of an institution tradition, tradition sure. for me. Yeah. I, mean, I was one of the first people to play them before they were even mm-hmm. you know. I Back always in the sabotage days. Yeah, I always say I broke them because I played uh, I played uh, you know as a bumper on my talk show in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the original keyboardist father was a fan of my show. Mm-hmm. said, hey, I hear you like to play some Christmas music. Try my son's band, Sabotage. Mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to play this. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is great, and played it. Right. A couple of years later, I hear Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I hear that song. I go, no, that's Sabotage. Right. No, that's Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I go, oh, what did they do? Mm-hmm. And so I've always, it's just been, for me, it's more of a holiday, holiday uh, event. But... Mm-hmm. What I look at is, I was watching the other day, I was watching a hockey game. Hockey tickets are, 
expensive. Yeah. And you've got a lot of games, and I see many of these markets that hockey teams are in are not thriving markets. And I'm thinking, right. remember, they don't get television money right. the way that the NA or the way that the NFL does. Right. And I sit there and I think of these tickets and how much people are paying. I saw somebody the other day was uh, paid four hundred bucks to sit behind the 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 foul pole, the mm-hmm. you know the foul line, the mm-hmm. pole, mm-hmm. but it was still worth a great seat to have, better than. Behind, I was like, four hundred dollars, four hundred dollars for a yeah. one game. I know it's a playoff game, but it's I, I don't know. I just and the thing is, now that I have the ability to afford these things, I still don't see a return of entertainment investment. Yeah, the value, <laughs> the value still right. isn't yeah. there. If, I remember, if, yeah, if it were just me, I wouldn't go to that tool show. But the fact that I'm going with my son and his son, by the way, my youngest grandchild is actually going to that show with us and does pretty well no, with headphones fa- no. and, and, no, and a, everything else. It's a good family thing. It's, yeah, it uh, is. It's it's pure well, family entertainment. When when I went to see Elton John in 76, mm-hmm. Boz Skaggs opening. Yeah. I mean, what a great show. I can still hear Boz Skaggs playing. He sounded great outdoors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. A young Elton John, 76. So he hadn't even been a hit artist for 10 years yet. Right. And what, 70, I think your song came out. Yeah. So six years, that's it. So he right. was, And we could afford the tickets, no problem. Mm-hmm. To go to an Elton John show, I mean, when he had, did his final tour for the last five years. <laughs> yeah. That was interrupted with COVID. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd i never pay that amount of ticket. I think I told you when the, when the, uh, when Crossroads came, Mm-hmm. to Dallas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I have the Crossroads, which is Eric Clapton's guitar festival concert. Mm-hmm. Every he, three years, yeah. Where where he brings in a bunch of different art, and it's wonderful. And I have the, I, I saw the one they did in 2004. I have the DVD from the Cotton Bowl. Mm. And when I saw that, I went, I got to go. Because you're talking about all forms of guitars. I mean, every, yeah, yeah. every genre of music, mm-hmm. Indian music, you name it, on mm-hmm. all different stages around. I'm like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were playing at, American Airlines Center a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Immediately go on. I have my I have my special pre-sale because I have my Citibank card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheapest tickets. It was two days. Cheapest tickets. Eight hundred dollars a day. No. Yeah. No. no. Sorry. No. 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 I know they say that Eric Clapton is God, but <laughs> um, no. Yeah. No. Because God, I'd pay eight hundred for. Uh, I, I'd probably pay more. <laughs> exactly. Probably, we'd buy our way into heaven oh, if yeah. we could. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So I might be willing to give my soul for God. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but but when you when you look at when I look at the, those kind of prices, and I and then I see sporting events mm-hmm. going on, and people do this consist you know consistently. They go yeah, to sure. you know they they have got season tickets to the NBA or the NHL, whatever. I'm like. My God, you're talking about so much incredible money. And when you see, for example, what was it the um, the the story here? Just to give you an idea of how bad it's getting, that buying a home in 2023 with the high borrowing costs and steep home prices, potential buyers need in the United States to be making at least 114 thousand dollars to avoid afford a medium priced home in the United States. That's a new record. And I 
I question that because on those reads where they say, okay, this is what you need to, you know, to be making. I'd say it's, it's more because I, I don't know how much when they, first of all, median price. Um, but you have to look at the cost of energy in any particular area can be much higher from, you know, than, than versus like, well, California. Yeah. I was going to use as an you example know, it, that, um, that that can, those numbers can be totally skewed depending on where you live. Exactly. And it's just, it's, it's so hard to read that. I, I always look at it and go, yeah, double that. You do need to be making about 228. Wow. I mean, I don't know how the next generation is going to be able to afford anything. If something isn't done to greatly expand the wealth in America. And I mean, at a very, very, very healthy rate. And there's no emphasis. There nope. is no emphasis. Nobody's on doing calling that. for it. All the emphasis is government control and government yep. mandate. Yeah. What an economy should do. Yep. I'm not, not about if we're going to spend, but how much. And you're not going to get there that way. You're not going to get, get there. Nope. And it's not us saying it. It's a history of economics. It says. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. So who's going to be speaker by the end of the week? James Biden. <laughs> the president's brother. I'm telling you the one thing. I mean, I, I, I was busy last week because my brother was with me, and so yeah. it was like, uh, all right, hmm, I don't really know what's going on in the news. Let me just see. What, did I get any uh, updated note here? Oh, Jamie Raskin says that the Democrats have the perfect compromise speaker candidate yeah that he believes both sides would be able to back mm-hmm. who the mm-hmm. heck could this be mm-hmm. liz cheney yes yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> actually uh, my laughter was oh, wow they're just trolling they were just trolling the republicans on that you know one. who i think has a pretty good shot nancy pelosi <laughs> she has just as good a shot as any member of the gop <laughs> Tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't this is gonna be crazy. I don't know where it ends. Yep. This is Red Eye Radio. On Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.